It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. As March is a month that celebrates women, encompassing Women's History Month and International Women's Day, we wanted to highlight a few of our great conversations that we've had with inspiring women on The Big Rethink. In this episode, we'll hear from women who are at the forefront of innovation, excelling in their workplace, and making meaningful impacts on society. To kick it off, we start with some great career and mentorship advice for our remote-driven world shared by my colleague, Gina Tokar, Vice President of Operations at Panasonic System Solutions Company of North America. And what I would say to people is, even though you're remote and at home, you have to treat your career and your development the same as you would as if you were going into the office. You just have to use the tools differently, but you use that network. So how do you network? And today, it's going to be those remote video calls. It's going to be online webinars, joining professional societies, um, taking an online class. Um, you know, education has truly, truly changed. Online classes and online learning platforms are, are really opening up to immersive experiences. her passion as she shared those ways to keep pushing your career forward, no matter the landscape. Next up is a clip from a fascinating discussion with my fellow host, Barry Ross and Dr. Merritt Moore, a quantum physicist and professional ballet dancer. Here, Dr. Moore discusses why melding the creativity of the arts world with the analytical thinking of the science landscape is mutually beneficial for both sides. You mentioned that arts and sciences should not be mutually exclusive, and I totally agree. And yet often, especially in education curriculum, especially in the States, they are. Why do you think that is? I I generally don't know why that is, Um, but I think it's a huge problem that needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Um, In particular, I think there is a very poor belief that you're either when you're born a creative or very analytic, and then you're segregated, like you're forced down, you know, a certain path based on that analysis of yourself at like age three. Um, And I think it's an incredible shame because one, I found that in the lab, you know, the, the lessons in the, in the classroom were very boring and tedious, but when you're actually in the lab, like creativity, imagination is essential. It's necessary for the breakthroughs and to problem solve. Um, in the same way, as a dancer, I would say creativity is obviously important, but also that ability to be analytic and to view your training as an experiment and to be like, okay, what variables are we going to change today?
insight and skill in both disciplines is so impressive. What an inspiration. Now we pivot to another side of the art world, immersive experiences. I talk with the founder of Now Art, Carmen Zella, about the power of outdoor exhibits and what drives her to keep innovating. Excellent public art is site-specific. Excellent public art is thinking about their audience. And so in those ways, you know, I think even excellent art is, is the same way. It, you know, the aesthetics and the draw and the craft is what pulls people in to the work and engages people and gives them a key to, to understand and connect with the work on a very human level, a unifying level. And that's the power of art. It's mm-hmm. this moment that bridges um, people that um, really is a driver for why I get up and do what I do. Finally, let's close with some great insights on technology's role in making the world more accessible for people with disabilities. Here's a clip from a discussion Barry had with Deborah Rue, CEO of Rue Global Impact, the founder of Billion Strong, and the mother of a daughter with Down syndrome. Technology needs, needs to be accessible to all of us, but at the same time, the, you know, artificial intelligence can be created in a way that it sort of minimizes the burdens that or the accommodation needs that people with disabilities have. You know, there's, you know, we kept nagging, I felt, that about making sure that people with disabilities could be included and people with disabilities that have more significant disabilities, that they could work from home and be productive. And, and there was a lot of arguing about that. But now we see what we're talking about because sometimes it's wonderful to work from home. We find the employees um, are more productive. They seem to be happier. But at the same time, you know, you can get lonely. You can get lonely. You can feel isolated. You can feel not included with the teams. So a lot of people are starting to understand what we were talking about. And then once again, technology has to be available to us. And if you make your technology accessible, your websites, your products, your, your, your virtual reality, then we all can participate. I hope you enjoyed looking back at those inspiring conversations from women who are pushing industries forward making a difference and excelling at what they do. And happy Women's History Month to all of the amazing women out there. If you want to hear the full episodes, they're available on our website or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can help us grow our channel by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you listen on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink.